and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club episode 18. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is good, girls and gays? How is everybody doing this morning? You know, girls and gays, I, for the longest time in my life, I, I felt... I felt I felt like there was a, there was a piece of me missing. I felt like there was there was something in 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 my soul and my heart that was not being totally filled. And you would lie awake and wonder and, and what it would be like. What would it be like <laughs> if if there were to be a film where the rock can talk to gorillas? And he really can like straight up like have conversations. He, like I know I know it's a thing where <laughs> There are some gorillas that can sign, like, relatively a couple things, but, like, <laughs> this movie's dumb. This movie's so fucking stupid. But it, okay, mm, all right, we're gonna, let's just get into it. Rampage, 2018, it's based on a series of video games called Rampage, of which I have played quite a few. Uh, in Rampage, you're a big monster and you break buildings. Rampage, the film, uh, involves big monsters that do break buildings, uh, but is stupid in a incredible variety of ways. Yeah, and it's, it's really funny that they turned this into a movie. Actually, you know what? It makes sense that they turned this into a movie. It just doesn't make sense the way that they did it with such little sense of play <laughs> and sense of fun. Because in the games, like they're like cartoonish, like um, arcade romps through like city destruction. Like the point is to cause destruction, and it's like hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's. It's a very self-serious film uh, in a lot of ways. It takes itself very seriously. Like, it, you know, The Rock is kind of, like, jokey in it. He's kind of a, you know... And, like, there, there is, like, sort of lighthearted banter between the characters. It's not total fucking dour, saving Private Ryan-ass movie. But, like... No, no. It, 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 it takes the giant monsters destroying the city stuff, like, as seriously as you can take the giant monsters destroying the city stuff. Uh, do you, mm -hmm. Mark, do you want to try to explain the plot of this movie, which we watched four days ago now? <laughs> we were going to record the podcast <laughs> on Thursday this week, and then Mark's power went out. <laughs> and now we're recording it the night before it goes up. Yeah, this is this is fresh off the presses to your ears, but um, but to us, we watched that movie days ago. So yeah, I it, will try it to, to I will, fade. Uh, that you know, movies like this, uh, they do start to fade because this is your this is your standard like blockbuster action so summer action movie. Which I will real quick mention that this movie made four hundred and twenty eight million dollars at yeah. the box office, even though I didn't know that it existed. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's so one of those shows... things. You know, movies like this, they do. Uh, you know, I I'm not entirely sure if it if, if it was the same here, but like internationally, movies like this tend to do really well because they're like big summer action blockbusters are really easy to translate and make entertaining to people who don't speak the native language because uh, it's mostly about seeing cool stuff. Happen. That's a good point. That is a really good point. Um, and this movie definitely. It, it definitely is in that uh, that you know sweeping, over dramatic Marvel movie style with a lot of very realistic CG. Uh, like it, it yeah, is. Yeah, the destruction, the destruction of the city at the end reminded me of the first Avengers movie for sure. Yeah, it's very like much that in that movie. And like, I don't. This movie, this is not a bad movie. I want to get that like out here up front. No. 
it's not bad. I, I like pretty much enjoyed it. It's a little bit too long and it is stupid and it takes it like this movie would be fun. It would be more fun if it was more stupid. It like, yeah, the, the rock can talk to gorillas in this movie and the plot revolves <laughs> I, around like the plot is basically that there is a uh, science experiment by an evil company uh, that is being made on a spaceship. Actually, the opening scene, I hate this. I'm gonna get this out of the way, too. I hate this. In the opening right. scene, they make you think that there's gonna be a female protagonist in this movie because it starts out and yep. it's like this woman on the spaceship like investigating what happened to everybody and they're all dead and there's like a spooky monster up in the spaceship because, surprise, the test they were running was turning things into monsters because it's Rampage. Uh, and and then she just gets, she just gets blown up. Uh, and then you know, shit flies to Earth and a giant gorilla and a giant crocodile and a giant wolf happen, and that's pretty much the movie. And The Rock can talk to animals. And gorillas Thank you for explaining the, the plot, because you actually did... I guarantee you did it quicker and more concisely than I would have. So... <laughs> it's, <laughs> and you yeah, got the point across. It's, it's, it's a dumb movie. And, and like... The, the fact that The Rock can talk to gorillas is, like, totally taken on, on like, straight up. And, like, when I say, like, The Rock can mm -hmm. talk to gorillas, I mean, when The Rock... He's, like, a... Okay. The Rock is, like, a... He works at, like, he's a, a gorilla... primatologist. Yeah, he's a primatologist at, like, a fucking, you know, gorilla reserve or whatever. His best friend, George the Gorilla, who is an albino gorilla, gets hit by the meteorite thing that turns him into a big, mean gorilla, and the gorilla gets huge, and it's, and it's all bad. Um... And, like, he speaks in... He's, like, signing while he's talking, but he's speaking in full sentences to the gorilla. And the gorilla does shift, like, giving him the finger. The, gor the gorilla <laughs> makes a sex joke. Uh, yeah, the, the gorilla... My favorite... My favorite moment of the gorilla talking is when uh, the gorilla signs to the rock, Hey, you look like shit. And all he does yeah. is do this, the the American Sign Language sign for poop and, and like, then the sign for face. Yeah. And he's like, I look like shit. You look like shit, you motherfucker. And it's just like... Yeah. So the, the, when we say he talks to girls, we mean these are full conversations. Yeah. And, like, these... The, describing this makes it sound like it's, like, a lighthearted, like, kind of B-movie sort of thing. But it really isn't. Like, the tone is, like... The tone is pretty like this is a serious action movie where people are going to die. <laughs> like, yeah, because because on, on one hand, on one hand, it's you look like shit and the gorilla giving the finger, and then the very next scene, it's it's a very tragic moment of the gorilla not knowing what to do with his newfound power and being confused and scared, and him signing like. I'm scared. I'm hungry. To the rock and the rock being like, "Did you hurt that bear? Did you hurt him?" Yeah, and it's, it's just like you can't have both. Dude. It, yeah, it's kind of like it's like the it's like the Transformers movies, right? Where it like at 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 on one end wants to just be the the dumbest fucking bullshit that you've ever seen in your life, uh, and mm -hmm. on the other hand, it wants you to to take it kind of at face value. Um, yeah, remember those racial caricature robots? in those early Transformers movies. <laughs> okay, I... Oh, man. Dude, when I was, like, fucking seven or something, I remember... Okay, not seven. When I, I don't remember how the fuck old I was when I watched those, but, like, as a, like, middle mm -hmm. schooler or a high schooler, I remember watching those, like, the second Transformers movie with, like, the ridiculous racial caricature robots in it. And, like, even as a kid thinking, like, this is kind of racist, right? This isn't... This mm -hmm. is... This they can't do that. 
I believe anyway. we, we would have been around 12 to 15 during that time, but old old enough to think, the, the wow, <laughs> no, I don't have the, the language to say that these are coded as black robots and they're talking like thugs, but they sure are. <laughs> but but I, I, yeah, like, I know this is wrong. I digress. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, so, and so one of the reasons that I, I was kind of, like, disappointed by the fact that this movie does take itself a little bit too seriously is that if it had had the plot of actual Rampage the video game, uh, it would be a lot more campy and stupid. Because, like, the main... Sure. The, the... Rampage games are not about animals that get mutated and turn into giant animals. The Rampage games are about people that drink a radioactive soda that is being tested by a soft drink company that turns them into giant monsters. So, like, when you when you die in Rampage, you, like, fall off the building and then you shrink down and you turn into a naked person and you, like, scuttle away, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if this movie was about The Rock working at a soda company where people are drinking the soda and turning into giant monsters. Are you referring to Rampage Total Destruction 2006 for the Nintendo GameCube? That is the exact plot of Rampage Total Destruction, which I have played. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I would they, much they, rather... They... <laughs> the, the, you're, yeah in that game you're like a tester for for scum soda yeah, right yeah. and they and he you, you're sent on a mission for scum soda hey we can't let it get out that this turns people into monsters you have to go take care of the other victims of this <laughs> test so we can still sell our soda yeah which is great <laughs> yeah i i wish that this was that movie um and and like and also like because this is a giant monster movie made in 2018, all of the monsters have to be that thing where they just got shit sticking off of the like the giant gorilla is just a giant gorilla and it's like whatever. But like the giant, I, I like I like George. I yeah, like the giant. He's gorilla. just a he big works. albino gorilla. That's that's pretty cool. But like the <laughs> the the giant crocodile and the giant wolf they they like hide the giant crocodile for a while uh the, you know it's like it you know it, it stays underwater for most of it and you're like excited for when it's gonna come out because like what's the giant crocodile gonna look like and it just looks like you know a big old pile of shit and when i say a big old pile of shit i really want to <laughs> dig into that and what i mean by that, <laughs> but please please it, do okay so it's what you do best <laughs> i i have a i have a I have a long and uh, storied history uh, with kaiju films and Godzilla films specifically. I have seen almost every Godzilla movie, of which there are like thirty uh, or so. Oh, wow! There was a there was a, a sem- like a year in college, my freshman year of college, where I don't I don't know how it got in our heads that we needed to watch all of the Godzilla movies before the new Godzilla movie came out. But that shit got in there, and we did it. We watched a different Godzilla movie every week. And let me tell you, you shouldn't fucking do that, because most of them are bad, um, and some of them are amazing. And then the new Godzilla movie, that well, it's not the newest, but uh, the 2014 Godzilla movie, 
um, is a movie I have a very deep dislike for. And I dislike it because, for a lot of reasons, it, you know, it has a very boring white bread male protagonist that doesn't do anything, and Godzilla's barely in it, and when he does show up, it's always, here's the thing, when he does show up, it's always fucking dark, and you can't see Godzilla, and it sucks. And they do the same thing with Godzilla. That That's they a do very with, 2014 way of doing it. Yeah, they, they do the same thing with Godzilla that they do in this movie, where it's like, again, when I say big old pile of shit, I mean like, over-designed monsters. Monsters that are primarily yeah, gray. Their mouths are full of an innumerable amount of CG teeth. Uh, they're always wet. They're always covered in random spikes. And they don't, like, they don't have a distinctive silhouette, right? It's not, like, an easily identifiable monster design. It's just, like, this thing is just made to look hideous and awful. Like, the big, scary crocodile, it's just like, oh, it's just made to look hideous and awful and just have as many fucking spikes and bullshit sticking off it as possible. And I don't like it. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I'm not super experienced in kaiju films. I will say that Pacific Rim is probably my favorite like blockbuster action movie and it happens to be a kaiju uh movie and a thing that i like about the monster design in those is not necessarily that they have a strong silhouette like you're saying but there's a like other dimensional cosmic horror to their existence and their design of the things that they do that makes them very alien and scary and the fact that like they only attack like like once every whatever and like you never know when it's coming so like there's something there but in this movie the monsters like there's no there there there's no deeper like thing with the monsters either with their design or their actions the um the wolf who also is just a you know big wolf with a bunch of spikes sticking out of him at one point he like reveals that he can shoot spikes and that moment wasn't like oh cool a new thing you know it was like of course he can shoot the the spikes out of his tail because why why not he's he's a, he's a monster <laughs> i want to i want to clarify a little bit why i dislike this so much and it's it's because you know especially in the in the style of uh sweeping fast paced action movie blockbuster you know 2018 style action movie shit uh when you have these big fucking things that are just, like, a complete visual mess, um, and they are in, uh, action scenes that are happening at 300 miles per hour. You can't tell what the fuck is happening. Yeah, I, 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 I struggled to find, I struggled to know when the, the wolf had been killed, and then I had to, like, rewind it and be like, oh, yeah, that's how the wolf died, and then I, I, in my rewinding, I was like, oh, the the wolf can fly? I don't remember that happening, but it Yeah, happened. oh, yeah, the wolf just has, like... These bat wings. <laughs> there's so many times in this movie where, like, where, like, something weird gets revealed about one of the monsters, and then it, it never comes up again. It's like, oh, the wolf just has bat and wings th 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 at one moments, point? Those moments only happen so the rock in his, like, helicopter can go, like, oh, fucking great, or, like, of course he can fly, and say some, like, dumb <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. That really is the whole yeah. movie is like the the rock like being like, you know, sarcastic in response to horrible shitty things happening. So so the rock I real quick the 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 characters are is not the worst section of this episode for once. Yeah, this uh, is actually one of the first times where we could sit down and talk about some of the characters and like Yeah, I I actually do want to address this a little bit. Like our, I bring up the fact that uh, our standards 
are incredibly low for films on this podcast because we have just been in in the fucking dirt. Yeah, because dirt we, low. We have just been sitting sitting right next to the ocean of shitty movies and just getting bombarded with garbage for. 19 weeks now or whatever the fuck long it's been um just just drowning in it yeah and and so you know (laughs) this movie has like characters with motivations and like the script is pretty all right there's some funny jokes in it you know like the the characters kind of have arcs some of the acting is fun and entertaining in a totally unironic way or like they're trying to be funny and it actually works uh, which is, yeah, you know... Yeah, and there's scenes with characterization, like actual characterization as well. Yeah, there's, yeah, that, that's something we do talk a lot about on this podcast, is, like, so many of the movies, uh, that we watch just completely lack any sort of moments where characters are talking about things that aren't the plot, you know, just moments mm-hmm. where characters are just, like expressing themselves to each other and just you know sharing details about their life to each other so that you know we as the audience can connect them to more so that when bad shit happens to them we're like oh damn that's that guy that likes soup that sucks i remember him yeah exactly the fact that this movie has like three of those scenes is impressive for this (laughs) podcast (laughs) for the standards of this podcast yeah um that said uh the rock probably the least interesting character in this movie (laughs) yeah he's He's, uh, he loves animals and, you know, he... He loves animals and he hates people and he's violent and scary. Yeah, he, he, he went to war and he murdered some people. That's part of his... That's part of his backstory. There's a part where he, like, just casually, like, breaks a dude's neck. Like, it's not really that much of a big deal to him. He, the, the Rock does a lot of violence (laughs) in this movie. Yeah, he absolutely does a lot of violence and it's... It's kind of like, it's it's funny because I found myself like looking at how like violent it was, and for some reason thinking, oh, it's The Rock, you know, of course, <laughs> just what be he violent. does. Yeah, this like is his, this is his second appearance on the podcast. I have a feeling we this will not be the last time that we see him. He's probably yeah, gonna end I, up being in the Sonic movie somehow. I would love for him to be in the Sonic movie <laughs> in any capacity. I would love for him to play Big the Cat. <laughs> um. So there's a, this is bad. Uh, there's a character who I have just written on the notes as the girl, because I can't remember what her name is. Um, but mm-hmm. I, <laughs> she's, she does have some characterization. Yeah. And to, she, to be fair, she's, she's, she's probably actually the most like legitimately interesting character in the movie because she's like an ex-employee of the evil science company and she was you know she got fired because she was basically going to be a whistleblower and fuck all their shit up and she like broke into their offices and stole a bunch of shit um and she is i think the first black female main character in a movie on this podcast uh which is fucking disgusting (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that's even the case and i'm pretty sure it is the first black female character period since big bertha in the super mario brothers movie (laughs) oh oh that hurt me that hurt me to hear that (laughs) (laughs) you know i oh boy i i i consider it a weakness of this podcast I was just going to say yeah. that we, you know, again, I've mentioned this before, but in case people were not aware, Mark and I are both white people. Um, and that 
limits our perspective on a lot of things you know like uh when we were watching tomb raider i wanted to talk about you know tomb raider and colonialism and how the entire concept of tomb raider is pro-colonialist um and is uh pro you know robbing and pillaging uh the burial grounds of native people uh but i don't i don't feel like we are able to do those topics justice in a lot of ways you know we talk about gender a lot on this show we talk a lot about uh the objectification of women on this show but i i do feel that we have a big blind spot for a lot of this stuff and there's a lot of things where like i'll notice something but i don't feel like i have the capacity to really uh engage with it and and speak deeply on it like when we were watching blood rain in blood rain uh there is a scene very early on uh where a white woman is uh sexually assaulted by a black man um within the first like 10 minutes of the movie and i noticed that and i know that that is a disgusting use of a trope but i don't feel as if i can dive into a segment where i'm going to do a deep dive on that and feel like i have the vocabulary and the education and the uh and just the cultural upbringing to be able to speak on it in a way that is satisfactory um so you know <laughs> i i i i want to add to this because this is um and we we will get back to 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 the to the movie. Uh, this this character this character's all right, but she's fine. I read, the the, the, I the read, character we're talking about. She's fine. Uh, yeah. you know, she does all right. Relating um back to video games and um kind of analysis of tropes that we may not be you know personally like affected by. I was reading this piece today, uh, which is uh, by at video Dante on Twitter. Um, the critical compilation of uh, Bioshock Infinite like over the years and it's really funny because like when that game first came out it was just lauded as you know true like auteurship in video games just a, a magnificent masterwork uh, of storytelling in games medium and um, as time went on and more you know women and queer people and black people uh started analyzing this game and really looking at the racism in the game and how it's not addressed in a satisfactory way or even uh, in a very harmful way where like in that game there's like slavery right and the slaves like have an uprising and they like are fighting to you know release themselves from their chains and the game kind of looks at them like see like violent protests only cause you know more yeah it's like, like a, it's like pain. an aggressively centrist <laughs> game right it's it's it like painful yeah and, but well, like we'll the, have the... the first round yeah, the, the, the first round of criticism picked up none of that because it was all it was you know 30 year old white the, dudes the 30 old white men of games journalism yeah and it, the point is this we should probably have a guest who can talk about these type of things next time we have a movie that yeah <laughs> that yeah it, these yeah we got to be more prepared <laughs> yeah yeah um so all that said uh let's talk about the shitty cowboy guy <laughs> the <laughs> you mean the the best part of this movie is that what you're talking about he so there is like a there is like a shitty smarmy government agent character in this movie who they yes. who they call a cowboy repeatedly and he 
th this movie needed more characters like this. It needed mm -hmm. more characters that are just there to be ridiculous caricatures of what human beings could be like. It's the guy who plays the comedian in Watchmen, and he's very good at being a really over-the-top smarmy dude. Smarmy asshole dude. <laughs> and also, I, I do... I, the villains are... <laughs> there's, like... There's, like, a brother and sister character, and they all are the, like, owners of the shitty company, uh, and they're basically, like, Eric Trump and Michelle Bachman. <laughs> um, oh, man, they totally are. Yeah, like, like, I really like the, <laughs> the guy, the, the brother is, like, such a fucking dipshit, and they really do, like, milk the fuck out of it, and then the Michelle Bachman character is just... You know, she's just so, like, ruthlessly and unnecessarily coldly calculating evil in a way that mm -hmm. no person can ever possibly be in real life, uh, yeah, which I enjoyed. Yeah, she's like the umbrage type of hateable. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that, yeah, or like, you know, the, uh, like, like the mob on Arrested Development, just like a completely disgusting <laughs> and unredeemable character in every possible way. She's like Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Uh, and yeah. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Any number of just right-wing politicians. You could really insert any number of them. For her and for the brother, there's there's an endless yeah. supply. There's an endless supply of, like, gormless white dudes in suits that <laughs> really think that Ayn Rand is pretty choice. And just, like, terrifying <laughs> women that just hate healthcare. <laughs> they hate it so goddamn they much. Just they just hate, hate schools, it so too. Much. Don't forget how much they hate schools. Yeah. Um, and at the end, and like near the end of the movie, she's wearing a red dress and gets eaten by, uh, George the gorilla, which is the closest this get movie gets to actually resembling Rampage the video game. Cause that happens mm -hmm. quite a bit in that game. Uh, also, oh, right. I forgot to mention, uh, this is the now third instance of the actual video game that the movie is based on appearing in the film. Uh, because they have mm -hmm. Rampage arcade cabinets in their shitty uh, neoliberal uh, Skyrise office where they watch a big screen and talk about how, you know, they're going to use monsters to make money or something. The climax of this I movie goes on for like 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and like <laughs> the the part where the rock is about to get killed by one of the other monsters and then George shows up to save him by punching the other monster in the head that happens twice within the span of like five minutes uh there's a part where the rock gets shot in the stomach uh and there's no weight to that whatsoever and the rock is running around the city within like t two minutes of movie time after that uh like it's not really a big deal uh and mm -hmm. And then this movie uh, doesn't have a denouement, <laughs> uh, and it sucks. Like, the movie ends with the scene where, like, you know, George, who is now a giant gorilla, is, you know, got stabbed through the chest, but he's fine. Uh, and he's, like, you know, sprawled <laughs> out fine. on the ground in this destroyed city, and the rock is, like... Uh, almost feels a human emotion because you know you know the gorilla is dying or whatever and and then the gorilla is fine and, and then it's okay uh and then they're like all right cool and then they and then they walk away and actually something i really like the rock and the girl they don't fuck i like that it's established in the movie that the rock does not like people he likes animals the characters seem friendly with each other but 
don't seem to have any romantic chemistry whatsoever. Again, like most of the movies we watch, but in most of the movies we watch, they would just kiss at the end for no reason whatsoever. That doesn't happen, and I appreciate that. I was I was so ready for the he doesn't like people to be a springboard for, well, maybe I could, you know, be the person that he likes, even though he mostly likes animals, and they don't do that with her, surprisingly. I like... I like that The Rock is established as someone who doesn't like people and most likes mostly likes spending time with animals. At the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where The Rock uh, gets asked out on a date and he turns her down. And The Rock's friend is like, hey man, like, why'd you turn that girl down? Like, you know, you, you, could, you could be getting all kinds of ass and you spend all your time hanging out with animals instead. And The Rock just like, I just like animals better. And the movie doesn't then go on to be like, well, now The Rock has to go on a date with this girl. And he's learned that actually uh, romance is the only uh, path to happiness in life and he needs to go do that. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, and that's cool. That wasn't part of his arc and it didn't, like, need to be. He His arc is that he, like, a little bit learns to trust humans, like, a little bit more. But, like, in, like, a, a friendship way and, like, a letting people in and, like, letting people talk to him about things way. With the fact that, like, the, the getting asked out on a date scene is within, like, the first, like, five to ten minutes. Like, it really feels like they're setting it up for that to be his arc. And then it isn't. And I, I did really like that. Um, but the thing that I think really sucks, again, they have that scene uh, at the end. They walk away. And that's the end of the movie. And the thing is, uh, The Rock uh, assaulted two uh, military officers and stole a helicopter in the course of this movie. Uh, and we never see what happens to him after that. Uh, there's, like, no sort of, <laughs> so like... I'm gathering contextually that denouement is... Because I don't know what that word means. But I have gathered okay, that okay. it's... And I gathered that it's the fact that just, like, the movie ends right with, like, oh, the gorilla's okay, we'll be fine, and then the city is completely destroyed, and they've committed several federal crimes, and then there's no, you know, moment after that that shows what yeah, happened. Yeah, the, the, the denouement <laughs> is the, is the you know, it's the exhale of the film after the climax, right? It's, it's gotcha. like... Gotcha, exactly. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, all of this crazy shit happened... Now what happens to the characters? Where does everybody end up? Uh, you know, and like, you don't always have to do that. You can end a movie on sort of, you know, a, a, a question or, or whatever. But like, it just, it feels like uh, the arcs, the story arcs don't totally get resolved in this movie because they just kind of end it after the big fight. This movie would have been better with that moment. I think that we had, we like the characters enough to kind of see what's going on. I wanted to see that last yeah. interaction between... The Rock and Smarmy government agent who now have like a like a buddy buddy type of relationship and they help each other out with stuff and I wanted yeah. to see what's her face you know exposing the corporation to the to the public and yeah you know. none of that gets yeah like they really don't actually tie up anything <laughs> literally nothing. about it now <laughs> um there and there's a lot to tie both of the 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 leaders of the corporation die which I I predicted that when I was watching it. And I just, just once, you know, Alex, I would like to see the bad guys, like, go to prison and not just conveniently, like, die and not have to face the punishment for their crimes. I don't know. Yeah, or <laughs> I would like to see a movie where it's like, oh, no, they're they're rich billionaires. They just get away with it. Right, no, exactly. That's that's actually much more yeah. uh, likely. <laughs> But, you know, it's yeah. it's Hollywood, and you know who's paying to make these get these movies made. 
shareholders yeah. that have that are millionaires. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some politics uh, in there. Really have... <laughs> this movie like doesn't yeah. really really have that much of a politics to it. Like it basically just like has a vague mistrust of authority because like the government is kind of like a spooky shadowy figure in this film uh and like the big corporation is bad and you shouldn't trust it and it's evil uh but it, it you know there it, there's a lot of government in it uh the military gets to mm -hmm. be badass uh and exists but it doesn't it doesn't have a ton to say about it so for once we get to not end on a totally depressing note because instead we're gonna get to talk about what are we watching next week mark um get your crystal coconuts ready because we are watching Donkey Kong Country, the TV show Boy. from the 90s. Okay, so... It's that one. The one that you've so, seen the, the YouTube videos on. Yeah, it's the it's the scary CG one. So so this was originally released in France. It was a, it was a French cartoon. Uh, it was released as... I can't do French, but La Planète de Donkey Kong, I assume. Uh, which is <laughs> the, the planet of Donkey Kong, the world of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Uh, and then it was shown in Canada in 97, and it was shown in the U.S. in 98. Uh, it is one of the earliest television shows to be made in uh, CGI. It is fucking terrifying. Uh, it has... It's a musical. There's songs in it. Some of the songs are kind of great. Uh, I have tried to watch this movie... <laughs> before and it is a goddamn nightmare it is just one of the strangest fucking things that so when i was like 1920 uh i was uh in film school and staying up very late and drinking a lot uh and my roommate and i used to just we would just pick random television shows and we would just try to watch them from the beginning and we would just take notes and try to figure out what they were doing. And if it was a show that lasted for only one season, we would be like, all right, why did this, why did this thing fail? What did, what did they do wrong? Because we were very interested in trying to, you know, create, uh, you know, animated programming. Uh, and, uh, and we watched the Donkey Kong cartoon once. And I think I got maybe like maybe like five minutes into that fucking thing. And I just, I could not. So we're going to watch three episodes of the donkey Kong show. And, uh, and I'm like really not emotionally prepared to do that, uh, at all. And have you, um, so I have a really funny, really quick anecdote about this show. I was a young child. Well, I had, well, I had to have been, I must've been five or six years old. Uh, and I was on vacation and this show came on in my hotel room and I was watching it and I was so excited. I was like, oh, it's Donkey Kong. I have his game on Game Boy. And I was watching it and I was, my mom was watching it with me. And I was all excited because like, oh, my mom's watching the video game thing with me. And I remember Donkey Kong started singing <laughs> and I was so, I can feel the embarrassment still. I was like six years old, but I was so embarrassed to be watching this musical Donkey Kong cartoon with my mother that the the sheer power of something to be able to make me at six years old feel that shame for liking this thing <laughs> and still feel it now that I'm 25 it's I'm not ready if I'm and I don't know if I'm ready to welcome that dark power into my life again but the show must go on um, <laughs> follow us at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter <laughs> uh, follow Alex at Party Time Shuffle Shuffle spelled S-H-F-F-L 
Follow me at Mark underscore Drizzle. Um, you know where to find us. We're on, we're on your favorite podcast app. We're on your girl's favorite podcast app. Um, Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. You can also find us. Uh, I'm not ready for that show. I'm so scared. <laughs> the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Any uh, closing thoughts? I just want to reiterate that... I I feel so blessed to have uh, to have finally seen a film where The Rock can talk to gorillas and uh, and for me it was Tuesday. gotta get to the characters everybody's favorite segment on the po- i just pulled the fuck out of my foot sorry ow oh shit give me a second <laughs> i'm gonna redo that intro because i didn't like yeah, it we'll, we'll get to the characters yeah yeah <sighs> okay i'm good i'm good i have i like sit cross-legged on my bed when i record in my room and it's it's probably not good that's very gay yeah it is the, you should see place. my record setup. It's like a, a, my microphone is like on top of a book and then the laptop on top of a book. <laughs> All right. My, if I had like a little bit of like um, like padding, it would look so professional. I'm like at a desk and the desk is all like desky. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Um, 